Hi folks, welcome to A Different Direction. We cover stories of the strange, document the weird, stuff like that. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 5 of Ferris Bueller, Between a Rock and Rooney's Place. If you want to reach before we start, if you want to reach out to us, you can tweet at us at DiffDirectionPod or email us at differentdirection at tgifrk.com. Uh, we have one message from the freaks on the message board this week. Love to hear it. Uh, we got a tweet from Sean Holland who said, I was absolutely traumatized by killer clowns from outer space, so I can relate to you, Dave. And then I actually think this show is kind of like the Spruce Goose because it was a needlessly complicated idea that barely got off the ground. <laughs> Accurate. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes. Excellent. Glad to know somebody else out there also had that Killer Clowns from Outer Space experience. I've still never watched that even as an adult. Like, no, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I feel like the moments I saw, I was just like, what is this? It's terrifying. Yeah. I, I don't think we really got into it that I also... I didn't... I saw parts of that movie, but I didn't know what it was mm -hmm. for a very long time, and I was just like, that movie where things were happening that were frightening, <laughs> that were also just quite strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, did I dream that? <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, I don't even have a problem with clowns. Like, clown, I don't... Like, I'm not somebody who's freaked out by clowns, but what actually did freak me out is that I walked into the room... And I, all I saw, there was a guy doing a handstand, and I saw someone grab his legs and pull them apart. I don't think I saw that part. That's I just saw, like, their little spidery cocoons that they put <laughs> the cotton candy cocoons or whatever they put people know. in. Did it was you, just, it was did like... Did you not see that part? I literally, I literally walked into the room... And saw that happen. You Somebody, saw the worst part. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening here. And then I walked out of the room, I don't, prepared to walk six miles to school. I guess I don't, <laughs> I don't like gore. Uh-huh. I don't remember it looking especially gory. It was just the idea of it. No, I think if you're, like, tearing people in bits, that mm -hmm. is kind of gory. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like there's kind of, like, different camps of, like, horror that are, like, a lot going to a lot of that, you know, that mm -hmm. are, like, the, I guess, the slasher films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's just sort of haunting, haunting mm -hmm. and eerie and yeah, an atmosphere, not, ah. <laughs> Ah, mm -hmm. I'm Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. That was too long of an aside about nah. that movie. Nah. I think if you've seen any bits of that movie, it's just like, does not leave your brain. Yeah. I mean, literally, I saw one bit of the movie when I was in elementary school, and it has not left my brain. I think I've seen, like, just moments mm -hmm. that were all seemed to... I thought maybe there were separate movies until I realized that there were not. Somehow, <laughs> by seeing... It was, like, on HBO a lot or mm -hmm. something, and I, I didn't watch it. Mm -hmm. It was just odd. Mm -hmm. I feel like somebody who has seen that movie as an adult is gonna 
write to me and be like, hey, Dave, that moment that you've been traumatized by for like 30 years. Some leprechaun. Is, you, right. <laughs> Which I would say, if I didn't actually just watch Leprechaun and, and remember that movie, I've seen Leprechaun. I've seen okay, multiple Leprechaun okay, movies. Okay, have you seen the one with the fan? Is that the first one? The one with a the fan in a garage. I don't. I don't remember a lot of the specifics. I did not like that. <laughs> but I've definitely. I've seen like a few Leprechaun. This movies. couldn't be a far as far away from this episode uh, of Ferris as possible. I have seen. I remember Leprechaun starring Jennifer Aniston quite well. Oh, I see. Yeah. So. Jennifer Aniston's first feature film starring role, Leprechaun, very relevant to this conversation. Okay. Does she, is her character similar to the one that she plays in, in Ferris Bueller? <laughs> uh, not really. No, no. No? Um, not just sort of independent, but I mean, also kind of just mean, just mean. I don't recall her being, mean. especially, I don't recall her being mean. A little mean, but also you know, a little rebellious. You know, okay, this is a weird thing I forgot to mention last, I think it was the last episode, maybe the previous one, when I was talking about how, like, Charlie Schlatter, who played Ferris, like, was denying rumors about anything happening between him and Jennifer Aniston. The thing that I didn't get into is that he said that she was on set a bit like her character, in that she was very kind of, like, just standoffish and did her own thing. Like I she think was, that she says was a great. lot about him. She was great. He was like, no, she was great. She w was amazing. Everybody thought she was amazing from the start. But, like, she just sort of stayed to the side and did her own thing. And wasn't really, like... Oh, so she kept herself. That's yeah. different than yeah. acting like Jamie. Yeah, I feel like he may have said that without the sort of analysis that we've given the show, where you're like, oh... Oh, you don't think that he did an <laughs> in-depth analysis? I mean, maybe he could do one now, uh -huh. when you're just so immersed in your art. <laughs> right. It's hard to, like, really understand. Like, you it need really that is. distance and, to get that kind of clarity. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't think I could have even understood the show at the time. <laughs> It's... I honestly think if I had watched it at the time, I would have maybe just, I'm not saying I would have liked it, but I wouldn't have questioned most of it. Then again, I would have been like nine. So that's part of the reason. Yeah. I mean, it's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I will now go into the, the, the writers and the directors and such. Okay, oh, let's hear about okay. those. Or. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about friends. <laughs> clap, clap. Um, Booty, clap, clap. That, I don't know. I paused for a really long time. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the one thing is that, like, I feel like everybody knows about friends is that you do four claps. Well, I didn't even do four claps. I know. I did two, and then I said clappity clap, clap. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about horses. <laughs> You should edit the pause out. Or should you just keep the immensely long pause in there where I'm looking at Dave like, do I keep going? Dave's like, you've messed up. There's no return now. I'm like, okay. Here I go. Back in the trenches. 
I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen in editing, which is that I'm going to naturally cut out part of that pause, then hear you say that, and undo what I did to put it back for that joke, and then I'm going to get to this point and start laughing to myself that I said all of this because I will have forgotten it by the time I'm editing this. Amazing. <laughs> Let's right. hear those directors and writers. All right. Uh, so the writer on this episode is Paul B. Pierce, who really does not have a lot of writing credits. Uh, he uh, wrote three episodes of Laverne and Shirley, nine episodes of Empty Nest, a TV movie called Like the Eagle and the Bear that I can find nothing about, uh, and then just some random scattered TV. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Now, the director, James Whitmore Jr., quite a bit more directing credits, uh, directed eight episodes of 21 Jump Street, four episodes of a show that I have added to our list called Tequila and Bonetti, uh, which is sort of like if Turner and Hooch was a TV show, and also Hooch has a voice actor, for some reason? Oh, yikes. Yeah. 15 episodes Quantum Leap, 5 of Buffy, and then a lot of cop shows. There's a certain point where it suddenly is, like, exclusively cop shows to this day. Well, that's all there was. <laughs> no, to this day. Still. That's like, all there is, Dave. <laughs> is Marvel, is the Marvel Universe not the ultimate cop show? <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but... I'm saying, like, definitely just actual police officers, because here's, like, a quick rundown of ones that just happened after Buffy, and it's not even all of them, because we've got uh, Cold Case, Blue Bloods, Quantico, CSI, and four episodes of four different NCIS series. Why are there so many of them, and <laughs> which know. one only has one season, because we should do that <laughs> one? Something tells me none of them only have and one we season. we won't understand any of the references. Yep. Yep. I think a lot of times those reboots have, like, two seasons. A lot of two-season shows out there. Yes. But also, looking at our list, a lot of one-season shows. But yes. Yes. What else? Is that That's it? it? Those are the writers and the directors. Do we have any content warnings on this? I'm going to say there's some uh, definite, like, workplace sexual harassment stuff happening in this. It might be, like, some quid pro quo or whatever, but, like, I feel like there's some workplace sexual harassment happening there. Other than that, I don't think I had anything. I mean, the show. <laughs> I mean, the show. I yes. Mean, I, I think that's, yeah. So, now I guess I'll do my recap. It's Cameron's 17th birthday, and Ferris continues to prove what a narcissist he is because his gift for Cameron is a picture of the two of them at a summer camp that Cameron basically didn't go to. Still, he does show some actual sensitivity and nice friendship by planning to have just a nice night in with Cameron uh, while his parents are out of town. Because Ferris's parents are also going out of town. Uh, his mom has a real estate conference to go to, and his dad is also going. Even though a thing that's become very clear in this scene, if it wasn't clear already, is that Ferris's parents absolutely hate each other. Ferris's mom does not hate her ficus. She loves this ficus. Just loves it so much. Just, oh my god. You know how in every episode she talks about how much she loves this ficus, and this is definitely an established thing, and not an obvious setup for later in this episode? 
She just loves this ficus so much, you, <laughs> you guys. Oh my god. Sure hope Jeannie remembers to water it. It's very important. Everybody knows you have to water a ficus every single day. And never do anything bad to it at all. You have to water it every day. It's very important. This will never come up. This is just a thing that we're establishing about the character, and it's never going to come up in this episode. <laughs> at school, uh, we see Ferris trying very hard to convince Cameron to come over for Ferris's plans to have the worst birthday possible. Cameron agrees, as long as it is, as it is absolutely 100% for sure, only the two of them and no one else at all. This will also never be relevant. Ferris then responds by making a Janis Joplin reference, because this rich, hip, late 80s teen boy just loves him some Janis Joplin. Uh, anyway, turns out Rooney is also going to a conference today, because there's just so many conferences happening. We also meet the new gym teacher, Miss Connolly, who's here to complain about the mats in the gym, which Rooney bought from a circus and leave clown makeup on your body when you sweat. That will legitimately never be relevant, but it does introduce us to the new gym teacher. <laughs> In art class, Sloane wants to hang out with Ferris tonight, but when he tells her he's spending the evening with Cameron for his birthday, she decides it's time to have a little party. But Ferris insists it should only be them and not a full party, and eventually gives in to what Sloane wants, which is just, like, a few of them all getting together. Basically because the draw of making the same Janis Joplin joke a second time becomes too strong for him to actually stick to making the argument that he wants to make for Cameron's sake. Now that Ferris has decided to have a small party and not just have Cameron over, he has to get rid of Jeannie. So uh, he convinces some guy named Tony to ask Jeannie out. When he does so, she laughs so hard at him that she <laughs> almost chokes to death. When Tony calls Ferris over to do the Heimlich maneuver, Jeannie is so grateful to Tony, that she basically falls for him immediately. Uh, Accurate! <laughs> if I knew how to, like, burp, just, like, on command, <laughs> that's what I would have done right after that. <laughs> Great. Somehow, after that, Sloane's little get-together has become a gigantic party, because it's a TV high school, and that's how this works. Everyone knows about it now, including... Genie, which results in Genie making a phone call. We don't know what it is. Meanwhile, Ferris and Sloane decide they need to leave school to prepare for the party with a bit of shopping and a bit of Grand Theft Auto. And when they're done, they find out that Genie has sabotaged the party by getting the house fumigated. Now they're going to need to find a new place for the party, because obviously they can't just cancel it. Luckily, they pull into the parking lot in time to see Rooney handing his keys to Grace, who is going to watch his house over the weekend, because his house needs a lot of watching over a weekend. Ferris immediately comes up with a plan which features distracting Grace with the job of destroying Sloane's locker and then calling in a terrifying man to, I guess, copy the keys and just assume Grace won't go over when they're there. Now we're at the party at Rooney's place, where Ferris, who we now know loves 60s and 70s blues and folk music, has seemingly decided to put on some tone loke for this house full of kids. Just kidding! The actual star of Surf Ninja's tone loke is actually there, performing in Rooney's house. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yep surf dangerous correct that is correct oh my god okay <laughs> also the kids who are at this party are trying extremely hard to destroy rooney's house and for some reason ferris cares about that happening anyway in the meantime 
Jeannie is at their house waiting for her date with Tony, uh, but hears an extremely loud answering machine from inside the fumigated house uh, saying that Tony isn't going to show because Ferris said that her thyroid is acting up. And so because Jeannie's car is in the shop, she physically assaults a child and steals his bike to ride to the party. After seemingly several hours of this party, Cameron finally shows up. He's immediately extremely angry with Ferris and then even angrier when Rooney immediately shows up. Everyone runs away except Ferris and Cameron for some reason, and Rooney decides to expel Cameron. Luckily, in a way, that's when Miss Connolly, the gym teacher, shows up, clearly having some clown makeup ideas with Rooney, if you know what I'm saying. I actually don't know what I'm saying, but you can guess. Anyway, Cameron isn't expelled, seemingly because Ferris blackmails him about Miss Connolly. And then, back at the house, Ferris is dealing with the fumigation situation by having rented an entire house worth of furniture that he just has out on the lawn! Cameron drops by and is happy because his parents, who were supposed to be out of town, actually came home to take him to dinner and have a nice talk with him. I have no idea when this happened, what the timeline is, when... Dinner with the parents happened between him showing up at this party, getting expelled, going home, meeting... No idea. I don't know what any of this is. But it happened, I guess, and Cameron's happy about it. And then they decide to go to sleep. With Ferris in his giant rented bed on the lawn, Cameron on his couch on the lawn, and Ferris turning out all of the weird random lamps that he rented and put out on his lawn... And then, so Jeannie can find her way home, turns on a searchlight that says Ferris. <laughs> but what it doesn't say is, Mueller! The end. <laughs> this show is weird, you guys. This show is weird. How is this the real episode? That is the actual episode. That is an actual, that is really what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that is really the that is the episode. That is This is this is simultaneously the most predictable episode of TV ever and the least predictable episode of TV ever. This is every high school party cliche and the weirdest show I've ever seen. The weirdest show you've ever seen? Yes. We just watched a show with cowboys on the orb and time traveling. Yeah. And then a pterodactyl <laughs> in the previous show. And maybe uh -huh. also in Briscoe County. I don't know. We probably would have got that season two for sure. Uh-huh. Honestly, like, because that's the show, I can accept it. I can just be like, yeah, whatever. This is... Just that's just that makes sense. It's just that that's just the the premise of the show. But this this is Ferris Bueller, and this that is that plot I just said is not what I expect from a Ferris Bueller show. I actually think that this is the most Ferris Bueller <laughs> of the episodes so far. <laughs> okay, okay, go on. One, if you noticed. A lot less usage of the, like, Ferris Bueller, like, little the, riff. The sting. The sting yeah. for... The, except, I will say, there's one I want to call out. Okay. I didn't say there weren't any. Uh, no. I said they were less. There's and considering how many, there's, like, what... I haven't been counting per episode, but <laughs> it seemed like 
too many. <laughs> so I agree that I feel like there were fewer uses. There were, I, there were definitely at least two or three. Yeah. There was one in the first scene. Mm-hmm. When Ferris finishes wrapping up the the picture that he has, <gasps> yes, yes, and he was, yes. and then he just goes like, "It's a gift," and it goes, it it's not just the normal Beulah. It sounds sad. It sounds <laughs> like it's disappointed that it's here to try and punch up this joke. It's like Bueller. It's like, oh, I get. Like it's it's like I guess I'll do this, but it it sounds sad compared to the rest of them. I took a lot of notes on this sure, joke. Yeah. I, for one, love this joke. <laughs> Wait, you took a lot of notes on this joke? Yes. Okay. I loved it. One, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's just the stupidest thing. One. Why? What's this holographic paper? Love it. Very in right now. I feel like we've had this paper. On tr- I think so, too. I was also having that thought. I was like, I think I've used this exact paper. Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's making a pun about it being a gift. Uh-huh. And then making, like, there's a literal gift, but it being a gift that he's gifted at making these bad puns oh i thought it i honestly thought he was talking about his gift wrapping abilities because he seemed to be showing the wrapped gift either way saying it's a gift is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. multiple layers of a meta joke oh yeah i have to say though if he was talking about his wrapping ability he didn't do the thing with the scissors to make the the ribbon real curly Okay, well, not everyone knows that. Not everyone just saying, went to rapping school like us. I'm just saying, and actually, what that comes from is spending a lot of time in a flower shop. I spent a lot, of, my, my mom was a florist, I spent a lot of time in a flower shop when I was a kid, and that's how I learned how to do that. But I'm just saying, if he's saying it's a gift and he's talking about the wrapping... You're right. Ferris can never make a mistake in <laughs> anything he does. has to mean, be absolutely perfect. You're right. I mean, does it not? Ferris. Does, I, I mean, yeah, in a world dictated by Ferris, it does. Yeah. And Ferris Will. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, I, go on. Go on. I know you had a lot of notes I'm about this joke. Utop- no, I read them all. <laughs> okay. Those were all the notes. <laughs> okay. That's it. Okay. Okay, so Cameron's turning 17. Yeah. Cameron looks 23. <laughs> he absolutely does. Like, I'm legitimately curious. I'm not going to look it up right now, but I'm legitimately curious how old this actor was at um, this time. And I, I won't get in on how old that I think every teenager is at the school. Right. I mean, there are reasons. There- I get it. I know why. Yeah. I get it. But still. But still. Like how every teenager in the hundred is like twenty three minimum. Yeah, they look the youngest like babies. The youngest teen on that show, I think, was twenty three. Well, that's good. They need to be protected from the traumatic life experience <laughs> I had to live by watching that show. And I also everyone should watch that show because it's, it's so amazing. Sad, it's, though. I, it's so sad. It's so amazing and ridiculous. Well, it is very bad. It's bad, but also good. Like I love that show. Legitimately love that show. I mean. Okay. We that's part no, of me thinks we I, should have done a, a podcast about that show. But anyway, continue. Let's well, continue. in ten years we can. <laughs> we'll okay. be fifty. Glorious. No, we won't. 
Aunt Maxine from four hair colors ago, who has <laughs> hair colors in the show. I've seen no one with a hair color that's not blonde. Okay, so I will say this is a thing of like where there were a lot of jokes in the uh, around this time about like old ladies dyeing their hair and it would turn blue. No, but that they're not talking about Aunt Maxine's hair. They're talking about are they? No, they're talking about Aunt Maxine's hair. I thought they were talking about the hair no. of like the person. No, they're talking about this old lady that your old aunt that like her hair like, keeps you changing. Never see her? Oh, okay. I did not, not yeah, yeah, get it. Also, the parents are away, and he's going to treat like Cameron to some TV tunes mm-hmm. and some whitefish. Yeah. Why not say tuna? I know. It's no, a, I. I know I think, it's a reference to something. I. I'm just saying. T- I always so the thing is like I always associate Ooh. whitefish because tuna isn't white. I always associate whitefish as being a Jewish thing, but I don't know why they're saying that for Cameron because I don't think Fry is not a Jewish last name. So I don't know what this is referring to. I don't know why he's saying this. Is that is that the reference? I don't know. I. I legitimately don't understand. I thought understand. it was like a fancy date reference. And <laughs> no. I also feel like this is the only time I've ever heard it is on something like Nightcore. <laughs> and in which case it could have been a flirt, but also a reference that I did not understand because I was a child watching Nightcore and I did not understand what was going on. Uh-huh. Like, I definitely must have... I definitely did not understand that show. Okay, I have another another association that could be just 100% wrong, but uh-huh. he's, his last name is Fry. Uh-huh. Is it like fry a fish, like a fish fry? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Probably not? I just find that whole bit to be very strange. Mm-hmm. This show loves a gender role, because the mom is always making breakfast, but mm-hmm. she's also... In the real estate game. Uh huh. The dad hates real estate agents. <laughs> or at least the ones Thinks that she works shady. with. No, I think he <laughs> he is a bad man. Oh yeah. Like I don't know what is implied or what the deal is. Yeah. I don't know, but I just feel like it's a slam that's not good. Yeah, it's like, weird. I think it's like some joke about real estate agents, and I don't get it. Especially because she's a real estate agent. I know. So he's any joke he's making um, about real estate agents, he's making about her. Yeah. This is weird. Cause no, it's not, Dave. Okay. Let me let me the one thing I was saying is the thing that's weird to me about it is that again, in the movie, they seem happy together. They are not happy together. There is nothing that implies that they're not. They are proud of this boy that they've raised. This sweet boy. I don't know. They, There's not enough of them to have any look, judgment on every, them. The only things we see between this is, them okay, are positive. You know what? A marriage is hilarious and funny. It's only funny if it's full of conflict. <laughs> That's true. Every married couple just hates each other. Uh, look. Ugh. Uh, oh, ball chain. 
<laughs> Whatever, we sound like a chain chomp. That's cool as heck. Watch yep. out. Yep. Sorry, I can't make breakfast for you, Ferris. I'm making breakfast for your father. <laughs> it's dead. Even though he's very judgy about this conference that he is going to anyways. Yeah. Which he does not have to, like, it's just him going to a, like, it's such a weird, this is, this is a weird yeah. scene to me. Okay, this is what I put in quotes. I don't even know if, what, if it's a real quote from the show. <laughs> uh -huh. It says, you know what they say about people in real estate. They're failures. <laughs> Ferris's dad. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, that's not. I feel like that's not quite what he says. No, it's, but I on. feel like it's I, heavily I think I wrote implied. It down. Technically, what he says is the people you work with are only in real estate because they failed at something else, which is still a weird thing to say. He is a bad man. Yeah, which is he's weird, undermining like, his <laughs> wife. Yeah, and. I don't know. That sounds manipulative. Yeah. So no wonder he's in business. <laughs> there was whatever like <laughs> his business is. There was a single moment in one episode where he seemed like really he was talking to Ferris and he seemed like really loving and romantic and caring a lot about his about his wife. And then every other episode has been more like this. I know. Because it's what gets the audience into the show. As we can tell we from the it. many, many seasons that this was carried through, because people just loved that dynamic so much. Um, <laughs> The King of Queens had like 30 bazillion episodes. I know. I, uh, which, Is that not the point of that show? What about I honestly, Everybody Loves Raymond? Did I, they even like each other? I honestly don't Home know. Home Improvement. There was a dog <laughs> noise he made at his wife. That's not okay. Okay, so I'm gonna say you just named three shows, and only the third one have I can I confidently say I've seen an entire episode of. I don't know that I've ever watched an entire episode of King King of Queens or Everybody Loves Raymond. I have watched multiple whole episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, which is why thank you everyone for trusting us with analyzing sitcom television for six plus years at this point when i have not seen some of the biggest shows on tv anyway um, uh, moving on uh, <laughs> you don't need to see tv to know tv do you not dave you not? you're an artist <laughs> yeah that's me look you've made a film you've been behind the lens <laughs> I mean, I have, yes, and, that is and, correct. And also, you've been an actor, you've been on the stage, <laughs> you have the lived experience. Uh. Also, we're just two donut holes doing a podcast, okay? <laughs> yep, yep, we, that's Thanks exactly who we are. The funny thing is, everything you just said, including the donut holes, is accurate and true. <laughs> There's so many chores to do. While the parents are away. So many chores. Chores. No car, because, as you said, the mm -hmm. car's in the shop. Yeah. Because didn't it get totaled in the last episode? Mm -hmm. Didn't Ferris, like, get it? 
Ferris got it. Oh. No, no, uh, it wasn't total. I think that was, if you remember, there was a thing about Cameron and Cindy hitting it off, and you're like, I, th- uh, and hopefully they can reattach it. And you're like, I thought that was something about Jeannie's car. And I was like, no, I think that was just a dumb pun. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't yeah. think anything actually happened to Jeannie's car. Um. Also, that thing that the father says when they're leaving about, like, uh, how they have, like, call 911, the emergency, like, here's mm-hmm. the hotel number, Um. here's the number to Uncle Stewart. He's just always at the track. Yeah, just call the track and find Uncle Stewart. He's always there. And yeah. then the the mom's like, that's not funny, dear. And he's like, it's not meant to be. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, things are real. Yeah, things are getting real real between the mom and the dad. Well, nothing's more real than this ficus tree. <laughs> that better be real and alive when they uh, parents return. Yeah. I didn't mention in the recap, but that ficus dies because of that fumigation. Um, duh, we knew that from, like, moment one, as soon as this ficus was introduced, this yeah. ficus was dead. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm just the saying- Friends DOA. Dead on arrival. Is that it? Yeah, that's what DOA means. Yeah, like, the song, the theme song to Friends, where there's apparently four claps. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I is it oh. MIA? No, you're right, it is DOA. Okay, that's a line in that song that I did not understand for, like, 20 years. The only reason I understand that is because I read it in, like, a Bop or BB magazine (laughs) a thousand years ago. So, you know how you like trivia? Uh Uh-huh. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. So... And that's one piece I have for you. Yeah, so... You're I, not the only one that can make <laughs> references no one understands. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I just... What gets me is that, like, there was no, like, no moment where there's, like, a consequence for it. It's just gonna... Ha- it just happens. Well, you, it just is. It just is. It just is. This It's kind of like the show. Also, they made... So this is a callback to the movie because don't they make a nose job joke in the movie? No, I don't think so, but they've made multiple nose job jokes in the show and which also just always feels like are they making a comment about the fact that a thing that they always kind of say like a thing that Jennifer Grey is known for is kind of having a large nose. Well, I thought she did end up getting a nose job. She might have, but I'm saying like a thing that a lot of people seem to focus on. Well, that's a weird on. thing to say. It's a weird... It's just sh- mm-hmm. it's shamey and weird. I don't like yeah. it. And Anyways, I-, I wrote nose job joke, LOL, eye roll, barf emoji. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love this because you take your notes handwritten. So I'm assuming what you mean is you wrote down the words barf uh-huh. emoji. Okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. But the audience doesn't necessarily know that. Oh. Well, and yeah. And I appreciate that you wrote down the words I, yeah. barf emoji. Of course. I'm yeah. committed to the cause. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. Okay. So Cameron just wants to spend his birthday alone, really. Yeah. Like, you know, like he always does. Uh-huh. Because 
what's Cameron's deal? Like, I, I'm so sad. I mean... His parents are just never around. That's kind of what we know, is that his parents are never around, yeah. and someone, if you go into the one room with the stereo system, it's going to mm. set off Dad's alarm, <laughs> and you're going to be trapped in mm. there trying to steal the stereo. I mean, the thing is, like, Cameron... We know from the movie that Cameron's home life is terrible. Yeah, we also know that to be kind of in... I don't know what we know. Anyways, we do know Ferris has a answering machine in his locker. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just opens his locker and a, an answering machine just starts playing, like, saying there are messages. I love this, because he's <laughs> a tech wizard. Yeah. He's a hacker. Uh-huh. He's got an answering machine. He's a hip dude happening. <laughs> yep, for sure. Okay, um, but we know Cameron, you can't, like, obviously, you can't turn 17 and be alone. That would be silly. Yeah, 17 so, is one of those really important ages that everybody cares about. No one cares about any ages. <laughs> Cameron, um, but you know what? Cameron's coming over. They're gonna watch Hellcats of the Navy oh. or be a couple of Hellcats. Of the- what the heck no, oh, is this reference? I was like, Diana is definitely not gonna look this up, but I'm gonna just so I can tell her what this is. Is it about this first goose again? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what okay. are the references this- on the show? Hellcats of the Navy, th- which is the movie Ferris wants to watch with Cameron for their seven for his seventeenth birthday, is a nineteen fifty seven movie starring Ronald Reagan. Oh, he's a young Republican. You know what? <laughs> it, it does I mean, that not surprise me. Yeah. like I t- I've already brought up Family Ties slash yeah. Family Matters. Yeah. Um, when I say that, it's not. Yeah, I get those. Despite the fact that we're watching the channel where that has the playlist where we're watching this is called Carl Winslow. It is. Oh yeah, yeah. We are not. It's not Family Matters. It's Family Ties. But yeah, and and it's you mean that we're watching Ferris Bueller on the the playlist the YouTube channel that has the Ferris Bueller playlist. Is called Carl Winslow. That's beautiful. Yeah. But it I is not Family say... Matters you're referring to. It is Family Ties. Yes. Because Alex P. Keaton. It's the only show I know to reference, mm-hmm. uh, like, teenaged Republican. Yeah. Not, not a big brag, usually. I mean, like, mm-hmm. clearly that was the big bust on that show. And, like, he, like, yeah. loved, like, Nixon and Reagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in the 80s, teens weren't Republicans. Today they are teens- because they're radicalized by weird, like, online stuff. No, no, I would say in the 90s, kids... No, kids were... Teens, teens didn't care about politics, or you learned the your political identity from your parents. Eh. Eh. Okay, maybe not. I wasn't a hip teen. <laughs> I realize, honestly, I don't know. I know that I was a... Dave like, is a weirdo. ...hardcore leftist from, from even as like a, a teen. I learned to keep quiet... 
keep my mouth closed, hide in a box like D Dog or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, D Dog always chilling in a box. Just he's so stealthy, stealthy as dog. Rough. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, actually, let me rephrase. I thought I was a hardcore leftist when I was a teen, and then I understood what a hardcore leftist actually looks like, and then I I moved that direction even further. Okay, <laughs> but getting an answering machine in your locker. <laughs> yes. Okay, exactly. so Hellcats of the Navy. Yep. Microwave hot dogs. Uh-huh. This is where I paused, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Till they explode. Yep. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on, rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Microwave hot dogs till they explode. Uh Okay, got it, got it. Makes sense after watching Hellcats of the Navy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Candles on a pizza. Classic. Classic. Yep. Here's the thing. Growing up, I've made a hot dog or two in the microwave, and they split open. That's ew. I know, Ew. but they don't explode. Ew! Ew! Maybe okay. they do if you go long please, enough. Please, please, I'll stop, please. I'll stop. I'm sorry, I just I'll stop. find the idea. I'll stop. Yep. It's not because of the meat. Uh-huh. I understand. I just don't like it those hot gross. dog octopus. Oh. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. It's not like that, but anyway. But it is like that. A it little is, because you've got to split yeah. it, and I don't like yep. the word split yep. hot dog. Well, yeah, we can just move unless on. Unless you get, like, a Coney from Sonic, <laughs> and then you're, like, Lady lady and Tramp. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that <sounds> awful. It's <laughs> a chili dog. No. Slip on that no. chili dog. <laughs> yeah. Wow. True right. American summer right there. <laughs> True American summer. That sounds like something that's in a cigarette ad. <laughs> All right. You know what? By the time this episode comes out, I will probably have eaten my only hot dog of 2022. I'm going to a baseball game tomorrow. I think I'm going to eat a hot dog. You never eat a hot dog. I know. But I'm going to eat a Fenway Frank. But you never. I do. Wow, you barely even know. I eat a I eat a Fenway Frank. Well, I've never seen you get I've a Fenway a, Frank. I've, I've eaten a Fenway Frank. Oh, I've eaten multiple. I, we only Fenway. get peanuts. <laughs> I like that you can yep. litter there. <laughs> I feel like a real rebel. I yep. don't like it. I I had to resist. Honestly, <laughs> it's like really hard. I'm like holding all the shells in my lap. Squirrels are like hanging out on my shoulders. <laughs> okay, just admit that's why. You're putting the peanut shells in your lap, so the squirrels will hang out on your shoulders. It's fine. I want to. S- I just- let's move talk about Ferris more. <laughs> okay, considering we're like four minutes into this episode. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> this is a whole page of notes. Um, that's because too much happens. Like, uh-huh. not only are the parents going to a conference, we find out Rooney's going to yep. a conference. Yep. And Grace is just like. Why do you have to go on the weekend? Because I don't want to spend my weekend watering your ficus. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and then they're like, "Well, you can't have a teacher conference on a weekday." They uh-huh. know what would happen at the school—just total yep. anarchy. Right. You know what anarchy is, Grace? 
And she yeah. was like, the fear of spiders. <laughs> and, and Oh, Grace. Gr- Grace, Grace didn't really get why that was connected. I love you, Grace. But I enjoy. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, I have to say a thing with that though is like, it sounds like Rooney is choosing to only go to the conference on the weekend. But like, you don't get to choose when the conference happens. The conference just happens, and you go when the conference happens. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that's a weird thing. But then again. The writers on the show, I feel like, don't know how anything works. So, it's fine. I think a teacher conference might happen in the summer. Yeah. Or on, like, a winter break. (sighs) Or some kind of time where they can guess where teachers might have time off. Right. Like. Every principal is going to be unavailable on a weekday. So, it's not like he's just choosing... That the time that makes sense for him is the weekend. Who knows? <laughs> Don't question Rooney, okay? Haven't we learned that I already? Mean, Don't question no, Rooney. No. Always question Rooney. Always question Rooney. Always question Rooney. Rooney, what's going on with that statue in the hall? <laughs> it's got a big butt. <laughs> it's such a big butt. It's just a moon in the whole hold the everyone in the hallway. <laughs> Do you think he's out there every day with like a shining it? <laughs> yes. Not what I was gonna say. That's why it's moonshine. Yeah. Nope. You you did it. That's what I meant. I think he's, uh, he's out there moonshining it. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, but moving on to the best part, which is I get to talk about gym mats. Because <laughs> this is immediately after where the gym yep. teacher shows up. Yep. And Grace is like, I told you not to buy those used circus mats. (laughs) Because apparently... What is happening? This is so weird. I just, I don't... Okay, one, I want to tell you that I laughed for too long. Like, I could not control... I was just I, laughing and laughing, uh, and Dave told me he heard me in the other room just going, oh my god, I just, this broke me, this just like, I couldn't, I was just like, this is the most ridiculous thing that has ever happened on a TV show, and I know that like, the Fonz jumped a shark on a motorcycle, <laughs> but this, why, okay, why would they have, I just... The image of clown makeup constantly being applied to all the tumblers in gym class and, and just <sighs> and just like Yeah. Can't show a thigh. It was too sexy. I know. Gross. Yeah. I, I also agree. don't think that they were together. Were they? They were definitely. That was definitely. That's weird. Because who would choose to go out with Rooney? I don't know. But like. And I also was uh, working on my own stereotype about the gym teacher. Yeah, agreed. But no, I definitely think. And I was like, maybe the gym teacher and Grace would get together. Here's the thing. Okay. I have a different thing I want to say about this scene. But also, it should say a lot that like, I didn't immediately realize that at the end of the episode that this was the gym teacher. I didn't either. I didn't know that. I actually, when writing my recap, was like, oh, wait. Who? 
is Miss Connolly the gym teacher? And I had to rewatch the scene with the gym teacher to make sure they said Miss Connolly. Because yeah, I wasn't I mean, sure. You can't just show Rooney in one outfit. <laughs> right. And then Miss Connolly in more than one outfit. <laughs> the thing is, like, Weird. I'm really good at recognizing faces, and I didn't realize this was the same person. I didn't either, because they're wearing an outfit that covers their entire everything. <laughs> yeah, but... And I feel like their hair looks totally different, because yeah, oh, you're gonna have gym hair, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're gonna have a teacher conference uh -huh. here i'm assuming they, oh this didn't they this, hooked up at the teacher conference right i think the idea was so or is that just a it's ruse? mentioned at the start of the episode it's mentioned that grace was going to confirm that rooney was going to the conference but rooney had already done it from the donut shop later miss Connolly at the party says like if you're gonna call a thing from the donut shop make sure you get the right motel that's why they end up back at Rooney's house when Rooney's supposed to be at the conference because they he got the he he did something wrong with the motel. They were supposed to be in a motel room together at the conference. Interesting. And it didn't work out, and so he and they ended up going back to his place together. Okay, I feel like you had something else to say about this I scene did, too, which okay. is that our our apartment. I'm not going to say it's huge, but I feel like it's long. And I am as I was preparing my notes as far away from Diana as I can possibly be and still be in the apartment when I heard her laughing about this scene. And so when Diana says, like, I could hear her laughing, I mean, like, I'm as I, I, I could not be further away when I heard this. And I was just like, Oh man, something hilarious is going to happen. And then I saw that, and I did not realize that that was the moment. But I, but when I figured it out later, I was like, "That makes sense. That makes sense. That's a real. This is a real weird moment." It was just. It it wasn't <laughs> really that the scene itself was funny. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. It was like I kind of chuckled, but then I like was just like, "Wait, what? Just like, yeah. what? What?" Yeah. What? I have so many questions. Uh, this yeah, is so yeah. ridiculous and over the top and just out of nowhere and suddenly it's over mm -hmm. and then the gym teachers meant to improvise and they're in art class but they're definitely look like they're ready for like the the dojo, right? <laughs> are they I mean, wearing are yeah. they like straight from karate? What's <laughs> happening? No, it's like they're like more like smocks. They they're meant not to be smocks. They're meant they're to legit be legit to we're be. doing some martial arts yeah. and had to rush here because the scaffolding collapsed yeah okay sloan <laughs> is being kind of like hey can i join you yeah and then ferris is like i got plans it's cameron's birthday one why wouldn't sloan know this do they yeah. never talk except for like once a week when the show is filmed I when mean, he we, gets his vlog yeah. together with the with the bras <laughs> I mean, we said last week, I think Sloane might be almost as bad as Ferris on this. Okay, one. Sloane is like, I'm coming over, you can't say no. Yeah. Because, don't you know, everyone in the world that says no means yes, sounds mm -hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like she was saying like, oh, well, no one, people, a lot of people say they don't want anything on their birthday. 
mm-hmm. they're being passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. But then Ferris is very clearly said that might be true, but that's not true for Cameron. Right. Cameron is very honest about what he wants, and he yeah. does not want to have a big party. Right. Well, Sloan is like, too bad. He'll love my Swedish meatballs. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, fine. You can come over. Yeah. Because I want some sick balls. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and also, he has to make another Janis Joplin joke. I didn't, I'm glad that you know what the song is, because I didn't get this, because I don't know Janis Joplin, but we were just watching another thing that had mm-hmm. a Janis Joplin song in it. Yes, we did. But yeah, because what, what happens is, like, Cameron only agrees to go to Ferris's because he's like, just you and me, and Ferris is like, and Bobby McGee. And the song is You and Me and Bobby McGee is a Janis Joplin song, and so that's... But it's, like, covered, isn't it? I'm sure it's been covered. Like, but- even I knew that. Even I said that before Ferris said it. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know that song, mm-hmm. yet I still made the reference. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. I definitely know that of this song... It- it's like that... Kids in my like school would make that joke about the shooting the sheriff and not shooting the deputy. Uh-huh. I don't know who said I didn't know what that uh, was. Oh, yeah, Just I knew people that. knew made jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Dave, you're from the Wild West, so <laughs> <sighs> I know because you know, this feels even weird to say now. My parents were really into Eric Clapton and he did a cover of that song. Yeah. So we that's all I love know. Eric Clapton. No, we it's don't. Fine. No, we don't. Oh, it's Eric Clapton. Yeah, no, we do not love Eric Clapton. We do not love Eric Clapton. Oh, boo. Yeah, we don't. Okay, just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> or keep it in. People might not know that to not that Eric Clapton isn't cool and he's not. Okay, what did? Can you give us some kind of idea? I don't want to. If you okay. want to know, okay, look it up. I don't want to go into it. Anyway, just know, if you know us, know that when I say we don't love Eric Clapton, don't love Eric Clapton, we we can move on. Okay, so there's only one problem with some people coming over Uh um, for Cameron's little birthday thing. Just Uh a a few little people. Is that Mm -hmm. Jeannie's going to be there? Of course. Um, so obviously got to distract her with the date and mm-hmm. hey, Tony, what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. But also it was all, why does no one want to go out with her? I mean, cause she's me. She's not. Admittedly, like, uh, without knowing that she's been horribly traumatized by her entire family, she just seems like kind of a jerk. When in fact, what she has is like a lot of walls up to try I'm and protect sorry. herself from a lot of abuse. One, if anything I've learned about teen girls is we love jerks. <laughs> and we, and like, who doesn't love, who, who, who doesn't love like another jerk? <laughs> we want to be jerks together. Uh huh. Is that not like every 90s? Like teen thing is just full of snark and being snark. I mean, some, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah this is it. We're here for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I am. <laughs> Tony has to be, though, because geometry. Yeah. Because, you know, Ferris helped him with all the angles. <laughs> <laughs> all the angles. <laughs> that didn't happen. I know, but it felt like it should have. Unless it did happen there. It might Anyways, have. Tony, take out my sister. <laughs> I'll pay you. And also for a blimp tour? <laughs> yeah. Did he say that? He did say blimp tour, He said, yes. like, dinner. Did he say dinner dancing in a blimp tour? Yeah, he said. Or dinner movie? And there was one, no, there was one other thing. Hold on. Because uh, I wrote these down. It was dinner, limo, mariachis, blimp tour. Ferris will pay for it all. Maybe they meant limp tour, like, like limp, limp biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I think this really was... early, really early. Yeah, they were on that trend. Extremely early in the in their career. Yeah, this is like dollar bill, y'all. Nah, that ain't, this is way before. Oh, this is like Ferris had their demo a dime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dime bag. <laughs> I bet that could be a name. Oh yeah, that that was. Is this like an upper rating on the? Nah. Okay. Well. Okay. So when Tony goes over there to ask, uh huh, and then she chokes, and you talk about this whole thing in your opening, yeah, yeah. and he just he does nothing. He just says Ferris. Yep. Ferris looks over, saves his sister. Uh huh. Sister. Suddenly he's into Tony. Uh-huh. Tony has done nothing. Right. Ferris is wearing an amazing shirt. Yeah, that is true. Yep. But I don't really like Jeannie, like, at all. Like, I'm glad she didn't choke. Right. Also, what was the book she was reading here? I tried to see. I couldn't tell. It seemed like a romance novel. It did. Uh, okay, there's a thing I gotta say related to this. Last episode, I said that there are moments between Jeannie and Ferris that feel weirdly flirty. Yeah, does this feel flirty? Well, okay, first of all, Ferris saves Jeannie's life, and Jeannie's reaction is to basically seemingly fall for the guy who, like, called for him, which in itself seems like, okay, she's connecting these two things in in a weird way. But also, I want to say, Ferris is... Heimlich technique is weirdly suggestive. I'm just going to say, anybody who's watching along with us, maybe go back and watch that scene and be like, this is not what the Heimlich is supposed to look like. And it looks a little weird. I'm just saying... Uh, I'm just saying it looks a little weird. Uh, Looks a little weird. So, like, he was groping her? No, not exactly. I. Well, you can't really do the Heimlich on somebody. I'm just saying. You don't have to you say know it. The, you know the sign for the, the town sign in Schitt's Creek? Oh. <laughs> I didn't think about it's, that. It's a weird, it's a weird angle. I think this is all to do with that particular actor playing uh, yeah. Ferris. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Aniston 
Maybe Ben's that's like lot, the suggestive nature of it. I yeah. don't know. That's weird. I'm saying there's a lot of weirdness between the two of them. Okay, well, maybe there was weirdness between maybe, the two of them. I maybe. don't know. Look, I was not there. <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, the we all knew as soon as there's any mention of a party that it was going to end up being a huge big mm-hmm. surprise party mm-hmm. and that everyone in the school would find out which is exactly what happened mm-hmm. again bringing bringing up how this is somehow the most predictable episode um but then they yeah fair says a thing to sloan where again they're always leaving in the middle of school <laughs> hey i need to pick up some supplies we don't have a car well the the what did they say like the the weak shall inherit the bus the meek shall inherit the oh, bus oh oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay so Ferris is driving the bus yeah because you think he's gonna take the bus but yeah. in fact what he means is he's gonna take the, the school bus, bus. He's, he's going to take the bus he is driving the school bus around and it's fantastic i love this (laughs) i love this it's so bizarre it's really bizarre because again in the first episode he didn't have his driver's license yet we don't know for sure that he does yet he doesn't he is driving a school bus that he has fully stolen okay but once genie like figures out what's going on mm-hmm. with the party and like calls and gets the fumigator i just wrote you know the fumigator like that's gonna kill the ficus <laughs> so yeah no i, my I was like oh was, no gonna kill the ficus this is the yeah. first note i took yep yep when when that happened i wrote oh genie obviously this is gonna kill your mother's beloved ficus we just learned about mm-hmm. <laughs> and did they drive the school bus to the house yeah, because they yeah, had they driven do. it to get supplies for the right, party. Right, right. Okay, so then they find out the house is being fumigated, and then, oh my gosh, <laughs> when Ferris talks about the Lakers, like, playing at home, Yeah, and he's like, they owe me for, like, getting the Pistons playbook. <laughs> what? Yeah. What was going on with the Lakers at this time? No, I think they're just saying, like... And were the Pistons really good? Or is this, this just like a this totally might have been a time when the Pistons were good. I feel like this might... The, there scenario. Was a, there was a time in here that I feel like the Pistons were good. Where are the Pistons from? Detroit? Yeah. Um, okay. Because that's where you make cars. Oh. That's why it's the Pistons. Right. Mm-hmm. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they okay. would have had the party at wherever the Lakers play. Otherwise, if they weren't having a home game today. Yeah, at the Lake Court. <laughs> right. Lake Court. It looks like I wrote Sloan disgraces Grace. <laughs> but that's not what I wrote. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it just seems like Sloan and Ferris go back to school, witness or like see that Grace is going to take over, like mm-hmm. gets the keys to yeah. Rooney's apartment, and then immediately Sloan is a okay on. Getting the keys to have a new party zone. Yeah. 
And then also Grace is just like, she is ready to open the Sloan's locker. (laughs) I love this. Again, love Grace. Love Grace. Sloan doesn't know. Sloan comes to the office and is just like, I can't get into my locker. And immediately Grace just grabs some bolt cutters and her like safety goggles and she's ready to go and just destroys Sloan's locker. Just absolutely ruins this locker. I just love that Grace is just ready. But also, like, Sloan, because of that, is sort of like, Ferris, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't Uh know if this is a good idea. Uh Uh-uh. And she had that before, because she also didn't want to get in trouble with the, Mm -hmm. like, statue? Yeah, she One other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ferris was like, when Ferris was suspended, and she was like, I'm ready to help you. I'll do whatever I want. Except I might get in trouble. So... Never mind. I can't. I mean, she's speaking up here again, mm-hmm. which of course doesn't really matter because it's like the wheels are already greased. I don't know. Is that a saying? It is now. Wheels already <laughs> greased. She already greased that wheel. So she put so much grease on that wheel. That wheel wasn't even trying to go. That wasn't even a wheel. It was a lever and she greased it so hard it became a wheel. <laughs> Okay. Um. So Ferris trying to like find Cameron to like update where the hangout's gonna be uh-huh. at a friend's house. Yeah, yeah. you know, a just at a friend's. And Cameron's like, um, Ferris, I don't know. I kind of feel like something's up. <laughs> like everyone's whispering about me <laughs> for some reason. Uh huh. And. Well, he's right. Yeah, I do enjoy how, like, everyone is very clearly talking about him, and Ferris is just like, I don't know where you get this stuff. And then suddenly it's the Funky Cold Medina's (laughs) playing, and I was just like, hold up, is this the Funky Cold Medina? And then suddenly I was like, oh my god, is this, this has to be the actual like singer, who then I looked up, and then Dave was like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Yes. Yes. Okay, not only does he, like, appear at the party to be, Mm -hmm. like, the musical, like, guest at the party. Uh Uh-huh. He's getting, like, stock tips or mutual fund tips (laughs) from (laughs) Ferris. Yep. Love it. And also, his acting is on point. (laughs) It's pretty good. I will say, maybe it was just me maybe my headphones or something like that but like he has such a like deep and gravelly voice that combined with the like not great audio quality of youtube i had to like replay some of his stuff a few times to understand what he was even saying i heard it Uh, okay yeah you were watching it a different thing but uh when i was hearing it i just kept hearing like and i had to like be like what did you just say what did you just say and i just kept hearing like it be like and I'm like, what? What? Is, what? I feel like there's a joke here that I am not getting at all because all I'm hearing is just like, like, Boomhauer, speak up. I do not know what you're saying here. You sound more like that one, like, you know, the band and the Muppets? <laughs> And there's that guy. Like Dr. Teeth or whatever. Like. Yeah, and his voice is deep. And, yeah. and 
I don't know. That just kind of yeah. had a sound. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I get Even it. Even though I can understand what he says, but yeah. then you kind of mix it with animal. <laughs> you know? Yep, yep, like, yep. An- animal doesn't always say things. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, a lot of what he does is just weird grunts. And then yelling specific yeah. words when yes. excited. And I get it. I'm yep. also that way. Mm hmm. <laughs> I don't understand my my notes. Okay. TV commercial. Slow mo. Chocolate and chips. Oh, were you saying that (laughs) when someone spills the meatballs, it feels like one of those like infomercials? Yes, (laughs) that's totally what it is. Yeah, no, it absolutely feels like one of those. Like in the middle of the party. Okay, so they're. The Funky Cole Medita's done, so yeah. everyone has lost all rhythm. Right. And suddenly it's become, like, the infomercial where everyone's spilling meatballs and chocolate, <laughs> like, fancy, like, Godiva chocolates everywhere. And, like, uh-huh. Ferris is, like, yeah, just suddenly cares yeah. enough to be, like, diving around the room trying to catch it all. Yeah. These are definitely some Ferrero Rocher brand Swedish meatballs that are being dropped here. <laughs> Also, I I just gotta say, in that moment, someone spills a tray of approximately 13 meatballs, and Ferris catches 400 of them in a bowl. Like, it's like one little, like, tiny toaster oven, like, like, baking sheet of Swedish meatballs, and Ferris catches an entire punch bowl of meatballs. Yeah, this inspired the Cooking Mama phone app. You yeah. catch meatballs. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I was going to question that. And then I'm just, you know what? I'm not going to. Just gonna. like mama. <laughs> Do not mind. That's if you mess up. Yeah. He dropped like three meatballs. Yeah. That's, you know, that's like <laughs> flame eyes. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. He caught a thousand meatballs and dropped three of them. So do not mind. So. <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's talk about Jeannie again. Yeah. Whose name I don't know how to spell and say wrong probably like (laughs) 50% of the time. Just spell it like she's a genie. I do sometimes. Pronounce it right. Okay, so Tony was supposed to go Mm -hmm. and Jeannie's waiting outside, somehow got a nice outfit from somewhere. Yeah, because she can't go in the house, it's being fumigated, but she. Her look is on point. But Tony's like, hey, I heard that something happened to you, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to go on to Cameron's party yeah. at this Her address. Yeah, thyroid is acting up. Oh, yeah, that was a weird... It's weird. So then, Jeannie decides to definitely like steal a bike in a scene that i felt was like really reminiscent of something that might have been in peewee's Harmon's big adventure yeah um but then or they the do... goonies there's definitely yes, a point the a, older a brother steals a little bike yes, in that it yes. feels like a free... yes yes i always thought that was way too aggressive and I think calls him a jerkoid or like she, she, yeah he, he definitely does. Ca- he ca- definitely calls her a jerkoid and then 
the like Wizard of Oz, like evil witch like uh-huh. music that's playing as she's on the bike to go to the party yep. because she's mad at Ferris. Mm-hmm. It's just this is so much energy. Yeah, there's a lot of weird energy I mean, around Jeannie in this show. The because this is kind of like a clueless vibe. Like everyone's so petty. Uh huh. It's like ugh, it takes yep. too much energy to be petty. Like yep. go do things that make you happy instead. Mm-hmm. By the way, I found the thing that I wrote down for Tone Loke's quotes. Okay. Which is like, man, there's a really deaf party. Also, the mutual funds you recommended, they straight pumping. That's what he says. They straight pumping. They straight pumping. That's one thing. After multiple listens is what I heard. And I'm still, what I heard was, I'm still stuck with 10,000 shares of Mace LTD. Uh, <laughs> drop five points in three days. That's nothing. Whatever. Hold on to it. Whatever. Like, five points in three days ain't nothing. You don't know. You don't know. I guess. Uh, and then this is gonna merge with some Korean computer company. What I wrote down was, "Oh, Syndicamp Corp." I don't know what Syndicamp Corp, but I just like it feels like Syndicamp Corp. I don't know. I, w- like- I was trying to think of like Korean computer companies. <laughs> yeah, but it's like Samsung. Uh, I don't know. What I heard was Syndicamp Corp. And- yeah, that's it. That's definitely that's <laughs> like the corporation that has the like thing and Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> Like yep. that's like every evil corp in cyberpunk anything. Yeah, I was gonna say like it, I, I would I would create if Android Dreams was still like going right now. I'd be trying to create Syndicamp Corp. Android Dreams is my cyberpunk RPG podcast. For those of you who don't know, you should look it up. It's great. I love it. I want to get back into it. Um, I think we did some great stuff there. You should listen to it if you haven't. But yeah, I was like, I want to make Syndicamp Corp. I don't know what it'd be. Sells hay. <laughs> it's run by Tone Loke. Oh, I was gonna say it was like a cannabis thing, but then I was like, never mind. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Seal is, and I don't want. I no, mean, if anything, it should be like. It should be like um. His one song is about. Essentially, like a, a weird aphrodisiac drink thing. Like, well, let's not. Oh my god, I do not want to talk about this. Okay, when Cameron shows up, why do I have Brazil written down? What was happening oh. in Brazil? That's where. Oh, is that Sloane's convinced they're just going to get fully thrown out of school because they've messed up Rudy's house oh, so bad. Oh, and that's where they're dancing. So Sloane and Ferris are dancing yeah. and they're talking about going to Brazil. Well, Ferris is like, we always talked about just going to Brazil, and Sloane's like, no, we didn't. <laughs> and yeah, he's... but then he like drops her. They're like cameras here, mm-hmm. and then he just like drops her. Right? Like they don't oh, show it, I but do- like. Oh. They don't show it, but oh. it has to be implied because suddenly he's like in the middle of doing a dip and then he's like running away. Oh, I if that might have happened and I totally missed it. Yep. And then, okay, this party has been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. You've already missed the main musical guest. Yeah. Who is, this is a one hit wonder who's already played two songs. It's that song, I don't. Are you for sure they're one hit wonder? 
I don't want to make. Uh, I'm not. Look, look. I thought In Excess only had one song that I knew, except that they have way more songs that I know. So perhaps more hits that I don't know about. Okay. Oh, I guess. Okay. He did technically two hits. He had Wild Thing, which is not the song that's being played in this. Yeah. That was in another episode. <laughs> so, I'm just saying that they started this party really early, and Cameron, it feels like it's 10 o'clock at night, and Cameron's just now showing up. Maybe he's late because his parents came back to do the dinner. Maybe. I got the impression that happened after, but maybe that's why. That might explain it. But it's... Yeah, it's very confusing, but the, like, as soon as Cameron shows up is when Rooney's, like, basically right after him, right? Yeah. Like, he's, like, steps in, and the Rooney's there, like, mm-hmm. with a cowboy outfit. Yep. And a riding, riding crop. crop. Is yep. that, like, a thing? Is that, like... I'm... Uh... <laughs> I'm saying... Okay, I just want to say, I don't think Rooney would make a good daddy. <laughs> he's not going to be Agreed. a good, I just You're don't think he's got a good partner for your play. You're not getting aftercare from Rooney. Oh, definitely not. Just going to drop you like Ferris Drop Sloan to <laughs> go to his best friend at a surprise party. Okay, we cannot talk about this for too long, or we will have to change the rating on this episode. But, yeah. Agreed? I'm agreeing with what you're saying about I know, I know, I know. Anyways, yes, Bernie immediately expels Cameron because happy birthday. And, um, because... I was amused when he was like, I didn't have time to wrap it. Like, here's a gift for your birthday. I didn't have time to wrap it. Oh. I was like... Wow. Who says that? Rooney. The gift oh, is that he's expelling him. That really is the gift? Yeah. Oh, I, I was making the joke. I was just making a joke, and I re- no. didn't realize he that literally he says, actually said that. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was like, Why I got you a Rooney gift. Why is Rooney so mean? This is just like <laughs> child abuse? Yeah. Yeah. Is oh, it no. not? It's like, terrible. Oh, I know, it's terrible. Okay. This is the thing is, this kind of pushes the limit between like, Obviously, the show is absurd and ridiculous, mm-hmm. but then you just can't have, you can't have, like, m- murder. You have to be right. like, let's do, like, something over the top and silly. Mm-hmm. We're going to fill, like, Rooney's house full of ping pong balls. Like, <laughs> it's it's funny, but, like, Rooney is just so scary. Oh, yeah. Rooney is a monster. He, he. He hot. He was gonna like get Ferris to like kill someone. <laughs> he, he literally would hire yes. an assassin. Yes, he is ruthless mm-hmm. and unchecked. I mean, to be fair, the Rooney we know from the movie did do breaking and enter. He committed breaking and entering in an attempt to catch Ferris pretending to be sick. Right, right. Like, he fully committed, like, a serious felony to try and catch Ferris faking sick. hmm So, even in the movie, Rooney is uh, unhinged. 
Oh, yeah, totally, totally. I'm not saying it's out of his character. I'm just saying he's too yeah. mean. It's too mean. Like, oh, yeah. tone it down. Um, okay. Ferris is thing where, like, he's like an old saying. If it were new, I'd have to pay royalties. <laughs> uh huh. I love that joke. Do you not love it? Okay. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy um, it. But he's, again, talking about respecting the wishes of other people. Yes. Like, this is the second time. Uh-huh. I um, literally wrote, that's literally the message from, like, two episodes ago. And then, but he is saying this from his lawn, <laughs> uh-huh. where he definitely didn't respect the wishes of his sister, who said, shut up and stay quiet. <laughs> Wait, that's stay quiet and stay quiet. Shut up and shut up. <laughs> uh huh. Which is probably what she said. Probably. Let's start over. So he's. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I like that they had. He had his like stereo out there to like uh-huh. do barking noises <laughs> at Cameron. Yep. Um, which makes I, you wonder how he got that. He rented it. So he rented a stereo and put. And rented a remote control that could trigger some guard dog noises. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ferris would. We need a reboot of Ferris <laughs> because we finally have the tech for it. Uh huh. You know what? It actually makes a ton of sense why Matthew Broderick played Inspector Gadget. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a spiritual sequel. Yeah, definitely doing yeah. that. I've never seen the movie, but I would. I just assume, like yeah. there's a little, there's a little like. I mean, Inspector Gadget is more like at a certain point, like given enough time, Ferris absolutely would it's Inspector Gadget himself. Yeah, but I mean, like he's smarter. He is also Penny. Yeah, is he just like an evil. He's basically becomes the villain in Despicable Me after some time. <laughs> But, but yeah, but I'm just saying, like, ignoring... He already has minions, right? <laughs> oh, what if every minion is just a clone of Cameron? Okay, no, please. In an attempt to resurrect him after a tragedy with his weird tech, like, Oh, I just assumed that it was a car accident. I mean, that might be it. That's so sad. <laughs> Everybody is just a desperate attempt to bring Cameron back. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. I, I'm just going along with what you said, but I was like, that that applies. We, we were talking about Inspector Gadget, and I was like, um, I don't know what you're going on. You are the one that said he was Look, basically. I, sometimes I just say stuff, and then you say stuff, and I then just we agreeing. just keep saying stuff until we've said so much stuff we forget. The stuff we were saying. Okay, I just want to say everything that happens with the bicycle. Okay, so Jeannie's on her way mm-hmm. to Rooney's. Yep. Gets to Rooney's and basically just what? Gets ye- yelled at? Gets a detention slip stuck to her forehead. And then, okay, but she's like, the bike doesn't make it like yeah because she gets she almost runs into a guy gets distracted by the guy she almost runs into runs into a tree branch and falls off and the bike keeps rolling and is run over by a station wagon that is just 
speeding into its driveway incredibly fast. Just like impossibly, it has to have been going from a cross street pointed at the driveway. Um, excuse you, yes. <laughs> and if you own a station wagon, we... Like, squealing tires. Yeah, that's how the Hot Wheels is represented, okay? <laughs> we know about the station wagons. Uh-huh. Like, fuel economy and jet boosters. <laughs> what you need to go up your slight incline of your driveway. Just like, <laughs> like the only way. The only way to get to your driveway is to actually back into your uh, the neighbor across the street's driveway. Because so you can always reverse faster than you can drive forward. And then just hit those, like, jet boosters and just gun it across the street. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah. Great brakes. Great brakes. Because <laughs> this car was it, not turning. Because it's a turning. family car, so you <laughs> gotta have the great brakes. Because um, this car was not turning into the driveway. It was in a straight... It was going straight uh, so fast. It was probably a someone hired by <laughs> Rooney or Ferris to, like, almost Murder get her. Genie. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, she was saved by the tree branch. Um, I mean, she was. She okay, legit would have died. She also had a heel come off. Yeah. And looks like she was like Acme exploded <laughs> cartoon style. Look, I don't know how good I'd look if I ran into a tree branch on a bike I know, at a speed I, that would I, cause the bike to go just careening into the I'm distance. I'm so impressed that she like rode a bike with heels yeah. on. I was not. Okay. I cannot wear heels now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought wearing heels in high school. Yeah, I could not imagine wearing I could barely that- just wear regular shoes in school without just falling over myself. Yeah, I could not imagine wearing that dress and those heels and trying to ride that little kid's bike. Look, that's what being a woman is. <laughs> I'm saying, I can't imagine it. I'm that's very why impressed. We are gosh dang incredible. Yeah, agreed. Because the thing is, like, Jennifer Aniston actually rode that bike in those heels. Yeah. And that dress. Hey, Jen, you're incredible. Yeah. Because, like, we see enough of that scene. She is riding that bike in that dress in those heels. That happened. Beautiful. Encore. (laughs) Agree. Like, that is legitimately impressive of Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like I didn't see Jessica Rabbit riding around <laughs> on a bike. Oh, Actually, does Jessica she? Jessica Rabbit absolutely could. Oh, definitely. No question. Uh, 100%. Because I feel like Jennifer Aniston as Jeannie is channeling Jessica oh. Rabbit. Oh, yeah. In this scene. Oh, yeah. For sure. Which is weird because she's in high school. It's, well, yeah. You know. Still. Just love me some Jessica Rabbit. Not for the reasons a lot of people do. For the reasons that she's meant to be. I like I like her name. <laughs> oh, man, I could talk for a thousand years about uh, how great Jessica Rabbit is as a character, but I'm not going to right now. Okay, please tune in to our bonus episode <laughs> about Jessica Rabbit. Yep. Okay, anyways, I'm just saying Jeannie like, has all sorts of terrible things and then uh-huh. what has to like come home to like a ferris signal yep i hate ferris yeah i like really really hate <laughs> him legit yes but yeah. also i 100 it this show is wild 
shows uh-huh. wild yep. and I'm here for this <laughs> speedboat kind of like chase scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where the boat's like the front is like coming out of the water because you're like uh-huh. really like going for it because like you you've just stolen the boat from the marina in the like fifth mission and GTA six spoilers uh-huh. leaked hashtag leaked uh spoiler spoilers wow. wow um that's like every GTA game is there, there I know. you had to I'm put just a surprised boat. you know about the GTA six leaks you told me I did oh okay I didn't remember telling you that and also okay. there were I leaked them <laughs> I don't remember talking to you about this yeah okay. it got really hot in the apartment <laughs> Um, okay, anything you would like to bring up about this episode that isn't related to Jessica Rabbit? Oh, they brought back the character Noi, the Vietnamese guy, who apparently Ferris speaks Vietnamese. Is that, is that what he, was he speaking Vietnamese? So, So, I think so for two reasons. Okay. One... This is definitely the same actor from Custodian of the People, okay. which had all I those references to the Vietnam War. Which and then, is weird. Yep. And then had him, like, trying to, like, not being able to speak English. And it, So I've always assumed that that character was meant to be Vietnamese. Then I looked up this guy. The It's a little surprising that I think he's Vietnamese. His name is Tai Tai. T-A-I. T H A I, Tai Tai. Mm-hmm. I think I know this. Uh huh. And the one thing I could find, he doesn't have like a bio on IMDb that would tell me where uh-huh. he is. The one thing that made me think he is, is that he was on a Vietnamese music show that features Vietnamese musicians. Mm hmm. And he, he performed on that. So I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure since it's all about Vietnamese musicians that he must be Vietnamese. I was curious what language he was speaking, yes. but I did recognize that that's who it was. And yeah. I, is it implied that like Ferris understands him? Yeah, because he responds in the same language. He responds in Vietnamese. Okay. What is his deal, right? Like, what is Ferris's deal? I don't know. I'm, I mean, we're getting more and more into this could definitely be a dream. This definitely could be waking up in the hospital. This could be <laughs> hospital. I'm, I'm not like mm-hmm. happy. I hope that it's neither of those conclusions, mm-hmm. but the show is just so. It's going in the directions mm-hmm. where that seems quite possible. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, it's. It's just so weird. Anything could happen. Yeah. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's an adventure. <laughs> exactly. Oh, another thing I want to mention. In art class, they're, paint- they're doing still lifes of, like, fruit. Mm-hmm. Except Ferris has apparently painted the Mona Lisa holding a bowl of fruit. Just I just needed to mention Ferris has painted the Mona Lisa. Why? I don't know. Why anything on this show? Cuz I know that's a famous painting, but uh-huh. like 
That's like really cheeky. That's like a really cheeky thing to do. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I yeah. mean, maybe I'm not using that word right. But like, <laughs> it just seems like, oh, yeah, I'm a fantastic artist. But instead of just like doing the thing, I'm going to like do the Mona Lisa and do the. It's just like, oh, gosh. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Like, this is the guy that everyone invites to their party, but no one wants to invite. Uh huh. Because they. It's like, oh, that's good. Oh my gosh, they're he's Fraser? Gonna go and, he's going to go and paint the Mona Lisa again. Ugh. He thinks girls love it. Yeah, he doesn't lo- bring. He thinks girls love it when he paints the Mona Lisa, and it's so obnoxious. Why does he paint the Mona Lisa at every party? Okay, Why I does just he wanna... bring this easel? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that he doesn't bring a guitar there. Uh-huh. He brings Tone Loke to the... <laughs> he, like, brings... He brings, like, a guitar player. Uh-huh. Is that, I mean... Yeah, no, 100%. That is, like... He, he actually brings, like, the Gallagher brothers and his, like, his Wonderwall, and then they play it. Yes, 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 and he definitely wears sunglasses indoors. <laughs> I mean, me too, but like all the time, like in a place where, like, just like you, he would do just upset someone. <laughs> yep, just that one person, probably Bruni. <laughs> yep, that's why Guy Ferrari wears his sunglasses on the back of his head. <laughs> he does that to. Distract to confuse tigers. I was gonna say Rooney. Exactly. And because Ferris said so, <laughs> Ferris gave him the idea. A hundred percent. Like this, Ferris n- later in life met up and coming chef Guy Fieri and was like, "You should put your sunglasses on the back of your head." And I was like. Yeah, that's rad. And just ran with it and like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. designed a whole personality around this this guy, this, you know, fading high school star telling him to put um, sunglasses no, on the back of his head. No, he's a big star, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I don't actually have a lot more to say. I covered it. I think so. Oh, there was the moment when... Jeannie finds out about the party because that nerdy guy that we always see comes up to try and be like, hey, I guess I'll see you at the party. Maybe we could dance. And she's like, swallow your leg, four eyes. I was like, swallow your leg is an amazing response. Mm-hmm. Swallow your leg. You might, know, you might know how to do that in tumbling class. <laughs> That's how you learn. Get flexible. Yeah, but then you're going to get all that clown makeup in your mouth and like, you don't want that. That's toxic. <laughs> you have to assume. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm horrified. <laughs> horrified face. Yep. Emoji. Um, oh, there's also okay. One line from Ferris when he's trying to convince Cameron to like just come hang out, and he's like, "If I was, your, if I were your parents, I wouldn't leave every year on your birthday. Else, you'd be a lot shorter." I was like, okay, that's funny, because he's mm-hmm. so much shorter than Cameron in this. Mm-hmm. Which, he's not in the movie, but... He is shorter. A bit, but not, like, a lot shorter. 
Whereas, like, in this shot, you can clearly see that, like, Fer- like the angle that Ferris has to look to look up to c- at Cameron is, like... We all look up to Cameron, though. I mean, in a way. No, we don't. In a way. Don't we all want to be Ferris's friend? I mean, yes. No. I mean, yes, because if you're not Cameron... If you're not... Like, if Ferris is friends with anyone more chill... That person would have a blast all the time. They would love being Ferris's friend. Okay, let's be Ferris's friend. <laughs> like, if I could be friends with Ferris Bueller, and, like, we could just decide to go on adventures like he wants to do because it would be rad, as opposed to because he's manipulating me into doing let's it. Let's not talk about any of the bad aspects. I'm saying... Let's only talk about... that was about- what I wanted, rad. Ferris is a rad friend to have if he's the one you want to have. He's a terrible friend to have for Cameron. Or maybe a great one. Who knows? Maybe he's the friend Cameron needs. I don't know. Who Who, knows? Who needs? Cameron. Who? Ferris's friend. Oh, that guy. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all I have. Okay, so let's let's end it here. We've we have embraced that we're going to be Ferris's friend. <laughs> um, we definitely, I'm just gonna assume that someone's waking up at the end of these episodes mm-hmm. and it's all gonna be a dream of some kind. Or maybe I'll wake up at the end. I was just gonna say, maybe we ma- wake up. I was literally just gonna say, maybe we're the ones having the dream. Oh no. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Yep. It's gonna be so weird when John Bly shows up. <laughs> it is. And then, what jokes is Ferris gonna make about when, like, Karina shows up <laughs> from the future? John Bly. <laughs> Why would John Bly have his own? Uh, cause the orb advanced his ability to make his own soundtrack. Oh. Never mind. He used his orb powers to make him say, make the world, every time he makes a joke, just go, job All right. And with that, I'll be seeing you, Brisk. And better wear a good outfit if you want to talk to us. Um, Something... I don't know how to end the podcast. Help. Well, I was waiting for you to say your end. Oh. Yeah, I did. Okay. Don't forget to look behind things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Diana said my part, so bye. See you. A Different Direction is a TGIFRK production. You can contact the podcast at DiffDirectionPod on Twitter or email us at DifferentDirection at TGIFRK.com. You can also find information about everything that TGIFRK produces by following us at TGIFRK on Twitter. Thanks for listening.